Hello, and thanks for streaming The Near Futurist, a show presented by me, Guy Clapperton. This is a fortnightly look at the technologies that are going to affect our lives in, wait for it, the near future. In this episode, we're looking at working from home. It's not going away. Even when we're allowed to go back to the office, there's plenty of research around to suggest that we probably won't be racing back with any great enthusiasm. We need the confidence, we need to be sure it's actually worth it for productivity, and in the meantime, we need a really secure and reliable internet connection. And this is where it can all fall down a bit. And my guest today has a lot of experience in this. He has a technical engineering background and is a specialist in the topic of networking and security. He's Chief Marketing Officer of Versa Networks, and his name is Mike Wood. Mike, welcome. Hello, Guy. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. So tell me a bit about uh, Versa and uh, what you actually do. Absolutely. Versa is the leader in Secure SD-WAN and SASE, which is Secure Access Service Edge. And Versa really uh, brings together software-defined wide area networking, uh, complete integrated security. The company also has integrated scalable routing, multi-tenancy analytics, both on-premises and in the cloud to meet these requirements that businesses, organizations, enterprises have for both WAN edge and secure access service edge requirements. And this spans everything from a very small businesses to very large enterprises, and even service providers, uh, carriers, telcos, uh, and the like. And this is a service that's available both on-premises within your business but also uh, available via the cloud, much like everything. Many things are available uh, via the cloud now, Guy. Yeah, that used to be a thing. I remember it now. If it's not in the cloud, that's when you start asking the questions. So, I mean, you, you were very technical early on, and fair enough, it's a technology company, and I know it's not always easy to express, but if I were, a, say, a, a managing director rather than a technical director in a company, what would I need to know about Versa in order to understand what benefits you would actually bring to the party? A lot of applications, services, compute have moved to the cloud for businesses and operations. Many of them have deployed multi-cloud implementations. And what that means, Guy, is that my applications, which maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, were located in one, two, or three data centers. Now they're located in thousands of locations where they're hosted. So the applications are spread around the globe. The other thing that's happened is the consumers of those applications, which are maybe my employees, my contractors, my clients, and my customers, of course, have also been wildly dispersed around the globe. So here you have the people accessing my applications are now everywhere. And the people, the applications I'm accessing now are everywhere. And as an IT manager, my typical network that I've used to, to connect to all that was very well contained and controlled 15, 20 years ago. Now using that same network means I don't have efficient, secure, and pervasive access to all those people and all those applications. So I need to have a different way to approach that. And that's exactly what Versa does, is Versa connects all of those people and all of those applications together securely with high performance um, and a great quality of experience, and of course, with extensible reliability. I've been working from home for numerous clients since 1993, and I've had an internet connection for almost all of that. I think it came in about 96. Apart from making myself feel very old, I've been just wondering when security and reliability became such an issue. Well, I think one of the um, significant factors in, in driving the importance of security, especially in the home, is 
quite frankly, this massive adoption of work from home environments where employees and contractors are now performing their jobs from home offices or maybe even other locations, you know, maybe relatives' homes or coffee shops and cafes. And I think at that point, when there was this convergence, a massive convergence of the enterprise, the organization, the commercial business, and the home environment, that's where I think security became, there was a heightened awareness around security for, for work from home specifically. And um, you can talk more about that, but you know, certainly when you look at the home environment, it's probably one of the least secure in terms of a network, especially when I look at the enterprises network where the enterprise IT team has no control over what's happening uh, within, within the home in terms of a, a network and security perspective, typically, although that's changed now. Um, that's where I think the importance of security has really uh, been magnified, Guy. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So fast forwarding to the present and away from my mid-1990s angst, awful lot of people have exactly, as you say, been forced completely into home working, mostly against their will, um, and they're getting used to it because they have to. But uh, in most cases, it appears to be just about working. So I'm just wondering if you could give me an idea what the concerns are that they should have, what concerns are their IT directors, their IT infrastructure staff going to be having? Well, I think there's a few concerns. Um, one of them is of paramount importance, which is security. Security of the corporate assets, uh, corporate information, corporate applications, and the employee's collection and use and, and operations on, on that data and those applications. Second importance is the application experience for employees. When employees move to work from home, there was a, a strong requirement for businesses to continue their business continuity. So everything I was doing before when employees and contractors were located in the offices, I wanted to be able to do all of those same things when they're at home with the same level of productivity or even better increased uh, productivity. And then I think a third area is really the experience that those employees have. So when I'm using a particular application, whether it's an application that's located in the private data center or in the cloud, Am I having the best possible experience with that application? In other words, does it perform the way it would perform if I were sitting in the office right next to the application, uh, you know, as an example? So those are three areas that I think are um, critical for, for businesses today in this shift to, uh, to work from home guy. So how would those issues be addressed? Certainly. So uh, if we take security first, um, a couple of things. One is that we want to protect, for example, both ingress and egress in terms of uh, you know, security. So there's a couple of ways to do this. Um, one model is I can actually take those technology today available guy that allows one to run things like secure SD-WAN inside the home. So what that looks like is before I drive in or commute in, take the, the rail into the office and I'd sit in the office and I knew everything inside the office was completely secure. I'd get onto my Wi-Fi network and I'd be authenticated and everything that was happening there was secure, but there was a level of logical security, information security, and then also even physical security. And so what's available now is things like Secure SD-WAN running in a small footprint appliance that literally sits inside an employee's home. And what this does is it extends the corporate network over the internet in an incredibly secure manner all the way into the home. 
And when I go <laughs> into my home office, wherever that might be, it might be, the, it could be the kitchen or it could actually be an office, uh, a room in the house. When I log onto the network, I'm logging on just as if I were sitting in a corporate office. So the Wi-Fi looks the same, the authentication looks the same, the security of the network and the encryption which occurs all happens and comes all the way down to that device. And even to the point where I'm you know, able to do application segmentation and other capabilities there in that physical location at, at home. And so that's one model in which uh, security can be maintained. And in that case, IT obviously has complete control. Um, those devices now, secure SD-WAN devices run next generation firewall, they and run IPS and IDS, they run unified threat management capabilities, uh, they do encryption, all the things you'd expect within a secure, a secure network. And they tie back to the corporate network, but also they tie back to the uh, cloud and perform those same services. In fact, they're extended all the way out to the cloud using cloud gateways that are located at the front doorstep of all these cloud services around the globe. So that's one way of dealing with security. A second way of dealing with security is let's say, let's say that employee leaves that home office to go visit a relative. Well, let's say they're still working partly or that entire time while they're remote visiting a relative's uh, location home. And what the option there is to run more of the security and networking services in the cloud. And Guy, this is where Secure Access Service Edge come from, comes from, or SASE. This idea that I can really have a very, very thin branch, literally my device, <laughs> I'm a branch of one, and I'm traveling around and networking and security follow me. So all those security services we talked about, application segmentation, firewall services, IPS services, all those capabilities, even unified threat management are now occurring in the cloud and I get connected down to the device. And there's that level of security that I get regardless of where, where I go. So Guy, that's the security side, but there's also the business continuity and the application performance side, if, if you want to talk more about those two. Sure. I mean, those are very important, uh, and I would like some more on those. But if you could combine that with uh, some comment on the cost, I mean, in my experience, a better in connection, uh, internet connection is safer, it is more solid, it is more reliable, the continuity is better. But it's also a lot more expensive than anything I might buy as a consumer. I mean, should we all be investing in this? Well, with technologies like Secure SD-WAN, I, I think that level of internet connectivity is certainly very attractive and, and sometimes uh, of importance. The beautiful aspect with things like Secure SD-WAN and SASE is that I, I no longer need to have that level of connectivity. I don't need to have um, those type of internet connections. I, you know, even MPLS, which is multi-protocol label switching, which is used in business offices, those connections aren't necessarily a requirement either. I can literally begin to rely on consumer grade internet. And, and Guy, the reason why is because these technologies built into software-defined wide area networking have the ability to make the links coming into my home look as though they've got uh, immaculate performance. And, and the idea here is that uh, we can begin to provide things like packet error loss concealment. We can do packet uh, replication. There's uh, technologies like forward error correction. There are optimization technologies like TCP IP optimization uh, technology. So these technologies begin to, they mitigate the three, what I call the three horsemen of network impairments. You know, the, the problems that you run across your internet um, when you're sitting at home come down to three major things. One is packet loss. Um, the second one is delay. 
Um, and the third one is jitter, where some of the packets arrive at different times. And those all have different effects. Some affect video more than others. Some affect uh, my email. Some affect my cloud applications more than others. So these technologies like Secure SD-WAN can actually mitigate those impairments. I mean, the one thing you really can't entirely get away from is delay. There's just the physics uh, that are involved there. But for delay, I can even actually connect back into the right cloud gateway to be sure when I access cloud applications like Office 365, I'm getting to the right uh, resource there and I'm applying all these services. So the performance there and the experience looks uh, exceptional. And so you know, back to your question, I can now begin to use much more consumer grade internet and make it appear and operate and have the same experience I would for uh, carrier grade or business enterprise grade uh, internet connections and even private uh, last mile access aligned. So technology is there to really dramatically uh, improve the, uh, the, the technology that, the, that, that exists there, more the commodity technology, I'd, I'd say. Just wondering whether employers uh, should actually take some liability for this if they suddenly need us all to become more secure. And also, um, you've outlined uh, a lot of the risks to which people may be exposing themselves and the advantages that they can have for a better internet connection. How aware of those risks are businesses, do you think? I think they're very aware. And I think that one of the attributes with uh, this type of model, this, this newer work from home model, is that IT now actually with these technologies has visibility all the way down into, into the home. And they have visibility in terms of all of the corporate applications and corporate assets and, and corporate resources that that employee is using and how those are performing in the security. Of, of those while still at the same time bifurcating and separating all of the uh, leisure traffic that's uh, leisures, uh, distance learning, uh, video uh, watching, even gaming traffic, um, all that can be completely separated and segmented off. So that's not part of the, the corporate network. And so I think what we're seeing because of that visibility is corporations now have a much better idea of how well these uh, links are performing, for example, how well are the applications uh, performing and what's the experience that employees have? Are there any security vulnerabilities that are being exposed or occurring all the way down into those, uh, those remote, remote locations? And in terms of the, I think the responsibility, if you will, uh, you know, for in, in employees, there's a level of oftentimes employers allow us to, I would say, bring our own devices. So most of us use our, many of us use our own smartphones, which we then refresh every you know, two to three years. We may even bring our own laptops uh, into, the, into the system. Um, and we're running a lot of those ourselves. Um, we also now oftentimes bring in our own internet connections. Um, maybe they're somewhat subsidized by the employer, but I see less and less of that occurring. Uh, and so the employer, I think the level of, potentially responsibility the employer has is, okay, what can I do given I know this is a BYOD device, I know this is a bring your own internet uh, connection, what can I do to improve that and make sure that I am securing everything that that employee is accessing, I'm in, uh, securing the network itself, and I'm securing all the applications and resources that make up my corporation and, and how those employees and contractors use that. And I'm also providing the best experience to those employees because it's very important for me for them to be productive. And I'm making sure that it's always an, an always on experience that 
whenever they connect, they're, they're always on. And so <laughs> there's, th there's that level of responsibility. Now, and it, the IT team for that employee could actually notice and see that, you know what, your internet link seems to be fading in and out. It's flapping. Maybe it's browning out. So it's beginning to decline uh, and degrade significantly to the point where no traffic can get through at all, no matter how much mitigation you do. And they might send a notification to the employee, which says, hey, we've noticed this. This is a graph of your internet connection over the last 24 hours. Um, you should call your ISP and report these three problems um, and have them send out a service technician. So I think that those are the types of things that we're going to see more and more of these employees uh, uh, experiencing and how the employers are going to show up in these situations. Do you want to sound as confident as my interviewee in this episode? If you talk to the press or other media, are you worried you'll be misquoted or they'll just publish their story and not yours? Clapperton Media Associates can help with coaching. Drop me a note, guy at clapperton.co.uk, and we'll arrange a time for an exploratory call. Now, back to the podcast. I'm interested uh, to know uh, whether there are instances of breaches or business interruption that have actually happened to this, because in my experience, you can tell a business that there are potential risks depending on the size of the business, they may, particularly the, the smaller business, they may well think, oh, well, we can take a bit of a chance because uh, this involves spending money. I'm just wondering whether that's a, a factor or whether there have actually been instances of breaches or business interruption because of this sort of thing. When you look at the last 12 months, for example, certainly there have been many breaches that have occurred in enterprises. And if you think about uh, when those have started and what we'll see in 2021, we're certainly going to see, I think, many more of these begin to uh, to surface. You know, the, the breaches of, of 10, 15 years ago, I think are few and far between where I get a virus on my machine. I instantly know I've got a virus on my machine because my files are corrupted. Today's uh, threats and the threat vectors are uh, much more pervasive and longer term. They get inserted and they sit within the network looking for vulnerability spots, looking for openings to get in and to get out and then to spread themselves. And they happen over months, sometimes even years. And so certainly there's absolutely threats and security uh, issues which have, been, um, have occurred, but maybe we haven't even seen those yet throughout the last 12 months. And we know that given so many people, nearly everyone, within these professional organizations have been working from home that we know that those um, exposures have occurred while employees have been, in, been at home. And if we can stop those, th those exposures and mitigate those threats uh, at, at those sources, at the, at the home or back in the cloud, um, these businesses are gonna be much better off. And so I think as we see more forensics and analysis and um, you know, root cause investigations occur, we're going to find that, wow, these were things, many of these things were things that actually originated uh, from the weakest link, which is the home, uh, the home network. Uh, and so I think we're going to see a lot of that, especially in 2021, as some of the big news items that happened in 2020 relative to security uh, exposure and vulnerabilities, which have surfaced uh, in 2021 as the forensics occurs more, we're going to see oh, those actually sourced uh, and many of those uh, surfaced from this weakest, uh, you know, this weakest position. So um, I think that that's going to be a major factor, Guy, in terms of the way 
employers actually look at how they how they spend and what where they spend relative to this new this new model guy. How can companies like Versa help? Well, I think it comes down to delivering and uh, implementing <clears throat> systems that have security inherently built in and integrated within them. So when I look at um, implementing a network, which every single business now has has a network uh, of some sort or another, um, ensuring that I've got security that's actually integrated with the networking and the routing and the analytics all within one single single software stack. And I can manage that um, as one single single system. And the key there is deploying that in a way that it can exist wherever the office is. If it's a branch office of one, um, maybe it's someone's home, or if it's an office, a larger office, like a retail outlet, or maybe a bank, um, having those uh, on-premises security and networking systems in place. But then also, given that cloud has become so pervasive, as you mentioned earlier, Guy, having the security, the networking, and the systems in place to be able to provide security all the way back to the uh, to the cloud, to the front doorstep of all these cloud services, to the internet access, all of these uh, entry points is another key element. And again, having that integration of the networking and the security. Somebody once told me that um, in the past, in the, you know, ten years ago, we would bring all of the traffic and the sessions back into the security where the security was located, oftentimes in, the, in a private, private data center. Today, the best practice is to bring the security to where the sessions already are. And those sessions are in the cloud and they're in the home. And so bringing that security through things like Secure Access Service Edge or SASE, um, for example, is, is uh, critical in delivering that in the cloud. So that combination guy of the integration and then where I deliver that, those security and networking services is really, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, the solution, the solution to this guy. Okay. And uh, finally, how can listeners find out more about uh, you and your business and what you do? Absolutely. Folks can visit our website, www.versa-networks.com. That's V-E-R-S-A-networks.com, guy. Okay. Mike Wood, uh, CMO of Versa Networks. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Guy. And as always, many thanks to you for listening. That was the Near Futurist podcast with me, Guy Clapperton. Don't forget to have a look at the website at nearfuturist.co.uk or my media training site at remotemediatraining.com. I'll be back in two weeks' time.